This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Welcome into edition of another edition, I should say, of Curd and Longs. We spark you five for here, 1250 AM. The fan Ryan Horvath there. Bet MGM tonight was just on his show uh, on Friday night. Part of the BetQL radio network. Uh, the Packers season over as they lose to the Detroit Lions 20 to 16 on Sunday night football. Ryan said it'd be a field goal game. Crosby game winner. Maybe at the end, I foolishly like I have all year predicted completely wrong and said by 10 or more for the green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers didn't play well. I mean, at the end of the day, we can talk about whatever we want about why they lost this game one way or the other, but penalties bailed the Lions out of two big uh, plays, a, a touchdown for one interception another time. Uh, and the referees kind of helped the Green Bay Packers a little bit in this game, but he just he just didn't play well. I mean, I, mean, I don't know how other what other way to put this, Ryan Horvath. He did not play well. Yeah, no, I mean, he definitely uh, that was like a Favre type performance, a Favre esque performance yeah. at the end there. Him thrown into double coverage, like you said. I mean, the officials uh, looked like they really wanted to do everything they could tonight to get Green Bay into that final playoff spot. Maybe they didn't want to see Seattle in there. I'm only half joking, but Rodgers had one of those interceptions earlier on in the game, wiped off, and again he tests the same kid, throws into double coverage. It was kind of like, hey, f it, somebody's got to be down there. Uh, you know, he wasn't great, but also a lot of. Dr- Drops tonight. Dobbs had a big one. Lazard had a big one. He ended up playing all right. Nobody really played particularly well. You can't turn the football over. I love Aaron Jones, but five turnovers this season, and it seems like all these big moment, big spot games, he always turns the ball over. And it doesn't seem like he likes the cold weather games very much. Uh, AJ Dillon, man, I, I don't know. Nobody really, nobody really showed up tonight. No, I, I think that was obviously part of it. Uh, you know, the other part of it, uh, besides, you know, Rodgers not playing well, and then everybody's going to run with these comments here at the end of the game. After the game is over, Jamison Williams goes and asks for Rodgers' jersey, and Rodgers tells him, no, he's going to hold on to it. So that'll be a whole big story, and everybody thinking Rodgers is going to retire and so forth. And unless there was some type of deal made between Rodgers and the Packers that we don't know about, I, I don't understand why we would be making decisions right after the game of whether or not we're coming back. I mean, that's the most anti-Favre slash Rogers thing ever. We drag this out for a couple of months, let everything calm down. Then we make our decision on what we're going to do uh, again, 58 million, $59 million next year. I, I just, I can't see it. I, you've got young receivers coming back with you. Uh, the offensive line is going to be intact again next year. Hopefully they'll play better. Yash Nyman didn't play all that well. Obviously got pulled for Zach Tom in this game. Um, I, I just think there's a lot of positives to build on with this football team. 
Uh, and we could talk all we want about Joe Barry and so forth. They didn't lose this game because of this Packers defense, folks. That, that is not why they lost this game. They lost this game because of the Packers offense. Do you think Jordan Love would have won that football game, honestly? I don't know. I, I had somebody, a friend of mine, texted me earlier uh, while the game was going on and said, I think Jordan Love could have had this exact same type of season for this Packers team as Rodgers did as far as getting them to this point, same type of record, be in the same situation. Uh, does Jordan Love play better than Rodgers? Don't know. Jordan Love's never been in a situation like this where it's a must-win playoffs on the line. Do nerves get to him? Does he throw three or four picks, fumble a ball because he can't handle the pressure? We don't know. I have no idea how the kid handles pressure because we've never seen him in this situation. I mean, the thing is, is the Lions tonight – I mean, they just blitzed the hell out of Aaron Rodgers. And it's not like that was the San Francisco 49ers. You know, I've always not made excuses for Rodgers, but some of the bad, you know, the performances like we saw tonight, usually I'll take his side because, well, he's usually playing injured. And I know that he dinged up his hand or whatever happened in that game, you know, whatever. his wrist, whatever, whatever yeah. it was. But usually I defend it because it's usually, you know, these are playoff losses against a top five defense. I mean, historically, some of the better defenses that we've seen in NFL history, that Niners defense, uh, that Seattle defense. But, like, that was the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Lions not been that once- good. No, I mean, that's a terrible secondary. Their their top corner hasn't been very good this year, and he didn't play tonight. And Jeffrey Okuda, he's been terrible the last month. I mean, we talked about that. Yep. We talked about this with Rieger. So it's not like he went out there and lost that game in San Francisco. I don't know. The way that him and Cobb just walked off Lambeau Field, I, I think what that means is most likely Randall Cobb probably knows that he's finished. I think he's probably done after this year. Somebody's definitely not coming back. I wouldn't be shocked if Rodgers called it quits. I know the money's coming and uh, I know he probably doesn't want to go out with a loss like that to, to, to Detroit, no but way. what if maybe no he goes way. in that locker room and he's like, I couldn't get the job done. There were times this season where I'm the biggest Roger fan there, Rogers fan there is, yeah. but I mean, that was not his best year. It, it, it's funny because you look at the overall numbers and that could be a career year for some quarterbacks. That's a Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr type season. You know, if mm-hmm. you look but that was not Aaron Rodgers and especially tonight I mean maybe he maybe in a month he's like I can't get this done anymore and he calls it quits I don't know something didn't look right the way that they just walked off that field yeah but I mean I've been through this before what was it after a Bears game I want to say Gary Ellerson and I were doing a post-game show and Favre was on the field like crying or something walking off the field and we're all like oh Favre's retiring it's all done and we were all on the air acting like it was done and what a great career and guess what he came back again uh, after he thought about it. So, yeah, you're in the emotions. You didn't play well. You feel like you let your team down. Maybe that's that's part of the whole deal. Uh, but, again, that, there's just no way. I mean, if, if Watson hadn't played all year and the wide receiving core looked wrecked and, like, hey, man, this is going to take a while to fix this, maybe I could see him, like, saying, okay, I'm done. I'm out of here. I, this is going to take too long to figure out. They're not going to spend the money on free agent wide receivers. They're not going to draft one in the first round. So, to hell with it, I'm leaving. But Watson showed enough where I think he, by himself, is good enough to come back. Romeo Dobbs, that was the, one of the biggest questions I saw on Twitter all night was people tweeting on Sparky Radio, where's Romeo Dobbs? Where's Dobbs? Is Dobbs playing? Where's Dobbs? And it wasn't just people tweeting at me. I saw people that cover the Packers tweeting, where's Romeo Dobbs? He had what, one ball thrown to him that was super low that he didn't catch. But outside of that, you would have thought Romeo Dobbs would have been more involved in the game plan, and it felt like it was more about Lazard uh, and Watson in this game, really about Lazard. And please don't ever hand off to that. If that dude's back next year, I don't ever want to see another handoff to that dude again. Please. 
Twice. Two yes. end rounds to Alan Lazard. All that speed that you have on that roster, you have Christian Watson. I, I just – it didn't make a whole lot of sense. I thought the play calling in the first half, I thought LaFleur was coaching scared a little bit like he was coaching – I mean – with the season on the line, which it was, but uh, I thought he was in desperation mode early on. I did tweet about the challenge that he threw. It ends up being a successful challenge. He got that one right, but it just seemed like he was coaching a little bit nervously tonight. I don't know. This this team, you watch this game, usually I'd be upset, and I am pretty upset. I mean, that's, that's heartbreaking right there. I uh, just watched them for the last month rally off yep. all these wins. Christmas Day. A big cheese. They're going to get blown out by the Dolphins. Exactly. And this is what yep. I did predict. I just I figured it would end up, you know, that Washington would take care of business last week against the Cleveland Browns and then take care of business this week against the Cowboys like they did with Sam Howell. And then they get in. But just the ultimate teams to tease was just Green Bay being in control of their own destiny and not being able to get the job done. Aaron Rodgers losing and what could be his last start at Lambeau Field, the freaking Jared Goff. Jamal Williams sealing the deal uh i wish they would have held on to jamal williams to be honest he seals the deal he breaks barry sanders record he gets to celebrate he was just crying on the field in his post-game interview which is a good story the lions i should this should be a good story it's not a good story because unfortunately my team it's still a good story i I, everybody around the country that wasn't a packer fan was rooting for the lions tonight i guarantee you and if this would have been the lions against anybody other than the packers I would have been rooting for the Detroit Lions tonight as well because it gives them a winning record. They were the best team in the NFC North for the last several weeks. I mean, you could tell me the Vikings won the division. That very well may be true. I I don't believe they were a better team than the Lions by the end of the year. And and again, they come out here, they come to Lambeau, the supposed cold weather that helps the Packers hasn't helped the Packers in years. In years, it hasn't helped the Green Bay Packers. Not even close to helping the Packers. Come in here, dome team, right? Dome team, Rodgers, oh, Vikings, the Lions, dome teams. Remember he said that several weeks ago talking about the schedule. And the Lions come in here and do it too, man. I, I... I'm, I'm again, this is going to sound wrong. It's a Packer fan saying you're happy for the Lions, but dude, that fan base has been horrible for so long. As a Milwaukee Bucks fan, to finally have Giannis and a championship and all that and know how great that feels after watching a horrible franchise for most of your life finally turn the corner. They don't have a Giannis. So let's, let's be clear. They don't have a a difference making quarterback or nothing like that yet. Uh, But they finally broke through and had a, had a winning season. And, for all the people who are hard on Dan Campbell and all of that other stuff, I mean, it's a pretty cool story. And the Packers, you know, one of two things are going to happen. Rodgers is either coming back and they're going to be better next year because he's going to have a full season with these young kids and they're going to be a better team with some draft picks or Jordan loves a starting quarterback next year and you get to see what it looks like. I don't think if Jordan loves a starting quarterback, they're going to be awful. I don't. I, I think they're still going to be a good football team, still a competitive football team and see what happens. I, I don't think there's any reason to hang your head and go, oh my God, the next 20 years is going to suck now. Like I, I don't think there's any reason for that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
No, I mean, and the reason that the whole nation was rooting for the Lions tonight, this was also a very unlikable team. Look, look at tonight, for example. Not unlikable, just boneheaded decisions. They beat themselves. Rasul Douglas, what the hell was he doing? No, what I the hell was I've never so seen. Apparently, what, what I got the uh, drift of, at least uh, looking online, um, was people think it very well could be what it was. You know how, like, in, in, in basketball, right, like in the NBA, Kevin Garnett, I think, made it right. You take the shot that doesn't count, and Garnett would always go up and swat it away from the top of the rim or whatever the case may be. So yeah. that way you didn't see it going in. That Maybe that's what the deal was with Rashul Douglas was, don't let him kick it and see it go in, making sure that he doesn't get that kickoff. And he looked at the sidelines before he did it. So I don't know if somebody was yelling from the sidelines to go over there and don't let him snap that ball or where it came from. But that's not what caused the penalty. What caused the penalty was he went up there, did it. A Lions player shoved him. He came back and head slapped the dude. If he doesn't head slap the Lions player, there's no foul. They didn't throw the flag because he knocked the ball away. They threw the flag because he hit the dude in the helmet. Right. No, no, no. I know. But like, you know, if you go up and you do that, it's just like we see in the NBA now, because now when guys do it, guys get pissed off, Yes. you know, and they start jawing back and forth. And in that situation, just why, you know, let him see the kick go through. He's probably going to make the damn thing anyway. I didn't. And then Quay, I mean, he's a hell of hell of a talent, um, but like, like you kind of see that it's it's not all there, and sometimes it's like he's playing with so much emotion. It's kind of like we talk about his play on the field. Like I love him when he doesn't really have to overthink, when he doesn't have to think, and he can just run up and make a play. But like that's the second time now he's got into it with either an assistant coach and now a trainer. This of all weeks, he got a guy see- running out and, right. and, and he shoves the guy. And Did then you? Wyatt comes in, or whoever comes in with like a shoulder too. That is just that that just makes them a very un unrootable, like an unlikable team. I'm so pissed off about that. Did, did you this see Boston, this game tonight? This was a winnable see, game, right? Did you see how that all started? So the trainer comes in front of Kway Walker, takes his right hand, and kind of goes get back like that. Walker took offense and shoved him from behind. Didn't push him hard, just kind of pushed him like, dude, don't touch me, type deal. And then I got the flag and got kicked out, right? And then you had the issue with the Bills, with him and the Bills and the guys on the sideline, remember, in Buffalo. So this is the second time now he's done this, like you just said. But there's good and bad, right? So the bad is you got kicked out in like the most meaningful game of the year, and LaFleur is going to be livid, and the fans are going to be livid. Okay. The other side of it is, don't Packer fans always want somebody kind of on the edge that's super aggressive like Wayne Simmons and you just don't know and he's out there to kill people and all, all that type of stuff, right? Packer fans always want that guy. We, we never have that guy. Got too many nice guys on the Packers, whatever the case may be. And I'm not saying he's a nice guy, but you know, when you're in the heat of the moment, adrenaline's running, maybe maybe that's what's going on, dude. Dude's just on edge, like the whole game, just jacked up. And he's yeah. been playing better, man. He He was playing good that game. Yeah, you better be Aaron Donald though if you're getting kicked out of games and headbutting guys and throwing trainers around. Like I want two and a half sacks, four quarterback pressures. I, it's just what a fitting end. It was a fitting end because it was boneheaded decision after boneheaded decision, and then ultimately Jamal Williams of all people gets into the end zone. But you like him too. We all like I love him. him. Everybody loves Jamal Williams. Not right? tonight, I mean. Ah. I mean, the whole lineup thing that he did with what they did, the starting lineup. <laughs> everybody's like, it, it's easy to get over this loss because it's like, okay, this team was four and eight. This team got carved up by Ryan Tannehill. They lost to the Giants. They lost to the Commanders. They lost to Zach Wilson and the Jets. 
this wasn't a good football team. But if they just got in the dance and they went to San Francisco, I mean, that's a really good Niners team, but they're starting a rookie quarterback who was the last pick of the draft. Aaron Rodgers goes back home. That's the perfect way. Yeah. You know, I mean, he needed that one for his legacy. And then who knows? It's the NFC. The NFC is brutal. I mean, the Eagles, the Eagles couldn't cover the number today against the Giants backups. They barely won that game. They couldn't even win by 13 points. Jalen Hurts doesn't look great yet. Uh, the Cowboys, they got beat today by Prescott. Sam Hoffman, the commander. So all you had to do, yeah, Dak looked terrible. Oh. You want to talk about how bad Rodgers looked. At least oh. he's old. At least yeah. he's old and hurt and cold. What's right. Dak's excuse? All they had to do, though, was get in and they urinated down their legs against the Detroit Lions. So while the Lions are a fun story, like when you love this team, like I love this team, losing to a team like that, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And Rodgers gave them bulletin board material. I'm not quite sure how, just by mentioning they were 500, but you could tell they wanted this game. Uh, and they were playing for nothing. That's what hurts nothing. them. Nothing. And I told balls. you, I told you earlier in the week, I want them playing for something. Let's see how they handle pressure. And instead, they weren't playing for anything. There was no pressure. And they came out with the, the only thing they were concerned about was just upset them. If we lose, okay, fine, we lose. But we're going to give them everything we got. That hook and ladder play, I mean, that they ran, they ain't running that play if that game is for the division. And they are going forward on fourth down. They're kicking a field goal. Packers get the ball back, and we see what happens. I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, and Bart Winkler, God bless him. I love me some Bart. But Bart, earlier this morning, was all like, I don't get people that say, you know, if the Lions have nothing to play for, they're going to play so much better. They're going to roll over like the Raiders did. Yeah, you'll see. And I'm like, dude, I totally disagree. Like, there is just there's no chance. And even when they interviewed Campbell during the game, Campbell was saying pretty much, hey, look, we're not playing for nothing. We're not going to let them play for anything either. We're going to send them home. I, again, for me, red zone inefficiencies has killed this team all year. And now you get down to the red zone and we're in shotgun. How many times were they in shotgun inside the 10 yard line or whatever the hell it was? Time after time, after time, after time. I, I don't, Red zone has been a problem all year and again tonight. And I was tweeting it out during the game. You, I don't think you can win this game just kicking field goals all night. And that's what, consistently what was going on outside of one time. And so here's here's my question to you is how does that change or how do you fix that or correct that going into next season? Because whose fault is it? Because you have two running backs that you're – Aaron Jones makes a lot of money. A.J. Dillon's a second-round draft pick. You have an offensive line where you have all that money going to David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. You have your four-time MVP quarterback. You have these rookie wide receivers. You have Alan Lazard. You know, you have guys that are stepping up that are getting better every week, you know, these young receivers. But how, how do you change? What changes next I year? want a real big fullback. That's what I want. If you're not going to use Dylan to block for Jones down there, and you're not going to give Dylan the ball outside of handing it to him in the shotgun, which I hate. If, if, if that's what the plan is, then go draft a big fullback in round five or round six or something that comes in and is your your short yardage fullback or whatever the case would be. I, with all due respect to DeGuara, I've had enough of watching him. So get me a real fullback that can go out there and, you know, fullback dive here on fourth and one instead of giving it to Dylan or Jones, and let's see what we can do. Go back to what McCarthy ran with that full house backfield. Get you a fullback and Dylan in front, Aaron Jones behind with three running backs in the backfield. Give them some of that to deal with change it up do something joe barry made changes to his defense again we don't know where these ideas came from we don't know if lafleur's idea was to do what he did going to the cover two and the cover six heavy we don't know where it came from either way the defense made changes and improved since the bye week 
what did the Packers work on for the red zone offense? Did they do anything different in the red zone offense than what they did earlier in the year? Like that should have been one of the major things addressed because again, they haven't been good all year. I, I I think what they need, and I kind of agree with you. I don't know if they're going to go out and get like a Kyle Juszczyk type fullback or if the Mike Allstott still exists, but I think that they need a different goal line back because I love A.J. Dillon. I just don't know that he's ever going to be Derrick Henry. I love Aaron Jones, but the fumbles, the fumbles in big spots. I mean, we've seen this the last three years now. I know, t- I mean, tonight was a big spot. It was a playoff game. It was to get yeah. into the playoffs. It was a big spot, and he fumbled the ball. He left it on the carpet. And then I think that they need a game-changing tight end. I love Tunyon. He's a fine blocker. He's got decent hands, but he runs like he's in quicksand. I know he's coming off a knee injury, but they could use like a Michael Mayer, like a baby Gronk from Notre Dame. Sure. But unfortunately, I think, I think the two things, I think Aaron Rodgers would be better off elsewhere, like somewhere in Las Vegas throwing to Devontae or Stop. Hunter Renfro and no. Darren Waller. No. And I think his offense, especially in the red zone, I think it might be, and it pains me to say this, LaFleur's offense may be better suited for Jordan Love at, at this point because we see way too much hero ball from Aaron Rodgers. Is that LaFleur or is it Rodgers tonight? You know, Rodgers thrown into double coverage. Maybe he's better suited to go and do the Matthew Stafford thing, you know, and play on like a Rams team with a Cooper Cup and an Odell Beckham Jr. You know what I mean? Like he's getting older. He needs more help. He's not Aaron Rodgers from 2011, 2012. He probably wins that game tonight if he's the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, you know, and I'm not blaming the defense, but I'm saying, you know, if they, if they had a run game or if he had a play caller like Shanahan, I just, I think he might be better suited elsewhere. And I think the Packers, LaFleur's offense, is probably better suited to be ran by Jordan Love. I mean, how did you watch this season and not think that? I didn't think this it. This season was a disaster. I'll be honest with you. I didn't think of Jordan Love at any point for most of this season as far as he could do this as well as Rodgers or whatever the case may be. Because, and the reason I didn't even allow myself to go there is because of his contract. Like, I, I just, I, I don't, I can't, and again, he's a different dude. Okay, so let's be honest. 12 is a different dude. We, we've we heard 12 talk about off the field, what the dude does and all that. He's on McAfee, so we know he's a little different. So maybe he's crazy enough to walk away from that much money and go, ah, it's not about the money. I'm good. See, I'm going to go buy an island and, and retire to an island with my 30 girlfriends. Who knows? But providing he's not going to do that, I'm not going to let myself to get to what if Jordan Love, because I don't think Jordan Love is – I think Jordan Love is at least past next year from coming back and playing if he's going to play here uh, with the Green Bay Packers. And I don't I don't know if that's going to be the case or not, but I think they'll have to extend him if, if they want him to stay here because I don't think he's going to stay here otherwise. Uh, so that's why I didn't allow myself to get there. And two is we haven't seen Jordan Love. I mean, we saw him against the Chiefs. Okay, fine. But outside of that, like if, if we would have saw Jordan Love for the last three weeks – that I would have been able to give you a better assessment of, okay, we've seen three games. We kind of have an idea of where he's at, what he looks like with this, this offensive core, and have a good idea of what this may look like going into next year. I'd feel better about having an opinion of, yeah, Jordan Love can run this team just as good as Rodgers and they'd be just as good. But there's not enough for me to go on right now. I don't think Jordan Love's as good of a quarterback as Aaron Rodgers. That's not what I'm saying at all. I think Aaron Rodgers could go elsewhere and throw 52 touchdown passes and win another MVP and maybe even win a Super Bowl. I just, like, I watch him with these young guys. And, like, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. 
mainly Romeo Dobbs because Christian Watson is like at this point now he's just a stud NFL wide receiver. It's a hell of a catch on that sideline. Dobbs, you know, there's going to be some rookie mistakes. Rodgers just doesn't have that patience. And um, what I'm saying is Rodgers isn't Mahomes. He's not Rodgers of 2012, 2013, where he could just throw the team on his back. We saw that tonight. Right. So I think he needs to do like like Brady. Even when Brady went to Tampa, he's throwing to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Rob Gronkowski yep. and he had a real running game and he had a top five defense. If Rodgers goes that route, he'll win another Super Bowl. And that's what he wants for his legacy. Maybe it is just time to blow it up because – I don't know. You watch these playoff losses, these last couple, not the Tampa Bay game. Rodgers was pretty damn good in the second half, other than being gifted those turnovers and crapping the bed in the red zone like he usually does. But last year against San Francisco, he looked like Favre. He looked old and he looked cold. And then same thing tonight. It was like, hey, this is either going to work. I'm, I'm going full Favre. This is either going to work, you know, and this is going for six or it's going to be picked off and I'll be on that set, that sideline with a big coat on you know, warm in the, I don't know. You it, are really messed up right now mentally. I mean, he, Rogers really, this game really shook you on Rogers and you are the president of the Aaron Rogers fan club. I'm a little stunned and, and taken aback that you're kind of almost leaning towards. Let's just move on with Jordan love and see what that looks like. I mean, I kind of feel like that's where you're at. Well, I just want to know if, I mean, there's just certain weeks where you watch the guy and you're like, is he into this? And then there's certain weeks, like the last couple of weeks, where he was really into it. He was making plays with his legs. Tonight, it was like a quarterback sneak, and Collinsworth's like, you could tell this game means something to Aaron Rodgers. He's leaving it all on the line. And I'm watching this with my wife, and I go, relax. It's an effing quarterback sneak. He's not going to get decapitated on the thing. Like, he didn't leave it all on the line tonight. No. I didn't. I watched that game. I did not feel like Aaron Rodgers. I don't really feel like anybody left it all on the line. Hey, that defensive line played pretty good tonight. I mean, they really did. Kenny Clark, I thought he played pretty well. Slayton showed up there for a little bit. Uh, Wyatt was there for a, a little bit, made him play. I mean, you saw some plays from that defensive line tonight that I think leave you feeling pretty good about where this defensive line is going into next year. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, Wyatt, again, the defense, it, it was an up-and-down season. Um, a lot of downs, unfortunately. But the second half of the season, they really stepped up. And they're only going to get better when they get Rashawn Gary back. That's the thing. When's he going to be available? When, he, when is he going to be able to come He'll back? He'll part of next year, I would think. Yeah, the first half of next season, I yeah. would assume. Although, who knows, man? Everybody recovers differently. Adrian Peterson missed like five and a half, six months with a torn ACL, then led the league in rushing and won an MVP. Right. Uh, but he's a genetic freak. Hopefully they could get him back. Uh, obviously, you know, Wyatt with the Dean Lowry injury, when he had to step in, I thought he, play, he played pretty well. Like they, like, they got a bunch of playmakers. It's just boneheaded mistakes. that you, and That's what happens when you rely on rookies. There's a lot right. of young dudes out on that field, but there's no excuses for what we saw tonight. It's See, just, that, that's the other thing about this is, do we think the rookie class got better as the year went on? I think they did. I think Quay Walker got better as the year went on. Yeah. Devontae White finally got some more playing time. He got better as the year went on. Zach Tom wasn't a huge contributor early. Now, they don't hesitate to put him in right away if somebody is struggling or somebody gets hurt. He's the guy. I think he's he's shown off really well this year as well. Uh, Dobbs played better in the beginning of the year than he did at the end of the year because he wasn't getting as many opportunities coming off injury. Watson was horrible on that first game. Uh, and then came back to be the stud by the end of the year. So I think that's an improvement. Like, I think you saw growth from the young players on this team for the most part. I, I think the problem is, and I totally agree, 
I don't have a problem. I don't have an issue. I think all those dudes are going to be held. I think they're all going to be pretty solid players, but the problem is we just named four or five rookies and we talked about them as being major contributors. This team, this team won 13 games the last three seasons. They're not the New York jets who were relying this year on four rookies, five rookies in the starting lineup. You know what I mean? Like the problem is you went into pretty much a rebuild season without calling it a rebuild season, because that's what this was when you traded away Devontae Adams. Like, sure. You brought back some veterans like Rasul Douglas and Devondre Campbell, but you were relying on way too many rookies, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I like Romeo Dobbs. I like Christian Watson, but you needed to go out and try to find a veteran wide receiver, which you got to give Goot credit. He tried at the deadline. They tried to trade away for, uh, you know, more, or they tried to trade away for a couple different guys. It didn't end up working out. They tried to make a deal for Chase Claypool. He probably wouldn't have even fit in this Chase offense. Claypool, that is the 32nd pick in the draft because the Bears have one, and the yeah. Bears didn't want to miss out on Chase Claypool, so they offered their own pick uh, yeah. in that trade to get Chase Claypool, so the Packers didn't get him. Claypool didn't do anything for the Bears all wow. year. Um, so that that ended up being a steal of a deal for the Pittsburgh Steelers, that trade. Here, here's a stat for you from Rob Domofsky uh, on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers in the fourth quarter of one score games this season completion percentage of 54 percent that's the second worst of his career yards per attempt 5.5 the worst of his career tds and interceptions two touchdowns two interceptions worst of his career per espn stats uh, info and, and that is clutch that is fourth quarter one score games do something um, and again, for whatever the reason, you could talk about his inaccuracy issues. If that's what you want to say, he's not as accurate. You could talk about miscommunications with players on the field. If that's part of the reason. I think it's a combination, to be honest with you, of everything. And I think if he comes back next year, a lot of that gets cleaned up. And that's why going into this season, I compared this to McCarthy's final season when you had Aaron Rodgers relying on a bunch of rookies. But the difference was Devontae Adams was still there and uh, Randall Cobb was still there at the time. But or actually, he wasn't. You're relying on MVS and, you know, St. Brown. And that was what you were doing going into this season. You know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't trust rookies. For the first half of the season, it was trying to get Sammy Watkins involved into the offense, which he almost made a play today and then fumbled it away for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, It was just a mess of a year, man. Just it really was from the like when you think about it, week one. First play of the season on the offensive side of the ball. Christian Watson burns Patrick Peterson should be six drops it the way that the season ends. Jamal gets in the end zone, and then Aaron Rodgers goes full Favre, throws into double coverage. It was just a fitting start and a fitting end to a season that was really doomed when you think about it in the summer when they traded away Devontae Adams. I was so excited that they actually used the franchise tag for the first time since, what, 2012 when they used it on on Ryan Pickett. And they actually used it. I said, okay, well, this is going to be the real last dance for Devontae Adams. And then I'm doing a show live from National (laughs) Harbor at MGM, and I hear Devontae Adams has been traded to the Raiders. I I saw the video of that. (laughs) Look what Devontae did this year. And I'm not saying they were Devontae Adams away, but I don't know. It just – just felt Jared like Stidham looked didn't look too bad. I think Jared Stidham may be their quarterback next year if they don't get Brady with Las Vegas. This season was just a big mess. And I honestly, I will not be shocked though if they even decide we're moving on from Aaron Rodgers. Like maybe nah, it would- no, not happening. No chance. No way. It's not happening. Matt LaFleur is talking as we're doing our, our post-game podcast here. And just well, after the last game. time we saw Rodgers look this bad. Look, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. The last time that we saw Rodgers look this bad. Brian Gutekinds 
No, 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 not even actually. No, no, no. They went to the NFC championship game and Rodgers had, okay, for Rodgers, a mediocre season. And Goot turned around, picked up a phone, and drafted Jordan Love. Yep. You're saying there's no chance Aaron no. Rodgers? No. Uh-uh. They gave him all that money. Goot went through all that hell to give him that brand new contract with the assumption that he's going to be here at least two years. That was the assumption by Goody that he was going to be here two years. You want to see Brian Gutekunst get livid and throw stuff and go crazy? Let Rodgers announce he's retiring. And then they got to suck that cap hit up and everything else. He he's You'll hear him yelling down to Illinois if Rodgers announces he's retiring. Matt LaFleur was asked in his press conference uh, just a little while ago, uh, whether he thinks Rodgers is back next year. Quote, yeah, in my mind, absolutely. But I think ultimately he's going to decide that. Again, as I've said before, and I'll say it again, Listen, this man. already should have been announced. We should not be sitting here after the last game of the season now having to wait like Brett Favre, who he's turned into, Aaron Rodgers has, all the way now until February probably or March before the draft for him to make up his mind whether or not he's coming back or not. That that's, That is the most BS part about this whole thing with Aaron Rodgers that irritates me. Like, okay, you didn't play your best this year and all of that, fine. Rookie receivers, we knew the offense was going to have its issues and struggle, fine. Like, I'm fine dealing with everything that went on this year. What I'm not fine with is you screwing around now with trying to leave everybody hanging over everybody's head that I don't know if Aaron's coming back. So everybody can pat you on the butt. Oh, Aaron, we got to have you. Aaron, you're the bestest in the whole wide world. Like this dude, I, I'm convinced, lacks like self-esteem or self-confidence or something. Him and Brett both. Like, I don't understand. Like, why do you have to constantly be told that you're needed and wanted in order for you to discern if you want to come back or not. I mean, and here's the other thing, man. Like, I'm not saying he's going to lose the locker room, but you look at it, and it could be like a locker room divided where you got the old guys, and then you got a whole lot of young guys. And the old guys, their time over. You just saw Rodgers and Cobb walk off that field together. Cobb's not going to be there anymore. I bet you they're both back. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, these guys are all they're all getting their reps, most of their reps, and especially this summer, OTAs, training camp. They were rolling with Jordan Love. Right. It would be Jordan Love's team. I mean, you know him him and Elton Jenkins, these guys are close. That's the other thing. If Rodgers is going to play this game, these guys, especially with a loss like that at home to the Detroit Lions, the guys that actually want to make this a career and want to win football games, like they want to get back to work. They don't want to wait until July, August to find out who their quarterback is. They want to know. Oh, it's got to be before that because they got to make a determination on the cap for next year because they got to be under the cap. Yeah, you're making $50 million next year. You should go to the podium right now. If you play like crap, yes. if you get outplayed like J- by Jared Goff at home, you go right to that podium and you say, we'll get right back to work. We're going to rest up. I got some injuries I got to deal with, and then we're going to get back to work. I will be the quarterback. I'll be the starting quarterback of the Packers for my 17th season next year. Right, or watch the podium and go, this is unacceptable. I didn't play well. I'll be much better next year. My receivers are going to be better, and we're going to be in the playoffs next year, and we're going to be a problem for people. I'll see you all in the offseason. Walk off. You know, he doesn't have to take a question from anybody about from uh, this game. I really don't care. So walk on the podium. I know you all saw me and Randall Cobb walking off and all that, and people are murmuring around. Is he coming back? Is he not coming back? Hey, yo, I'm coming back, and we're going to the playoffs, and we're going to be a problem next year. And the problem in this division, a problem in the NFC, and a problem for everybody, and I will be much better this offseason. Have a good night. Walk off. Done. That's it. Everybody be like, uh, what just happened? Yeah, all done. He doesn't talk about this game. I don't care. To, I don't care if he doesn't talk about this game. 
but he won't do that. Just like no, Favre will never not. do that because what they want, they know they played like attention. Crap. They want the attention. Oh, he was hurt. He played all season hurt. Is he going to come back? He wants to be begged to come back. Yes. But the, but the thing is, is like, I don't even know that they need him anymore. I mean, they do, but. Oh, stop. Way. Don't know if they need them anymore. What are you talking about? Uh, it, again, if I'm in that locker room, if I'm, if I'm Jai here, or if I'm, uh, you know, any of those guys, man, Quay and I just played my ass off. And they did absolutely nothing for the second. Well, he's just an example. I'm trying to think of anybody else actually. Like, like who, played, who played well? Okay, Kenny Clark was all right. Who played yep. well tonight, though? Maybe. Yep. Like, like, but uh, yeah, I mean, the defense the last two years, really. I'd be like, look, this guy's making a lot more money than I am. $50 million, and he can't go up there and put 28, 30 points on the board. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're on the field all game long. The last eight weeks of the season, we forced 14 freaking turnovers, and their red zone offense looks like that. And this guy is this guy's the all pro quarterback that's making fifty five million dollars a year next year. I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying. I, I I think guys in the locker room probably get fed up with this stuff too. I just called the box score. Rogers seventeen and twenty seven, two oh five, a touchdown, a pick, a uh, quarterback rating of eighty three point one. Okay, the stat we talked about on this podcast, Curt and Long, twenty five carries or more. Right? They haven't lost. Yeah. Aaron Jones, 12 carries. AJ Dillon, nine. They had 21 carries between the two of them. I'm not saying four more carries would have made a difference, but it wasn't like they were horrible. Aaron Jones was averaging four yards per carry. AJ Dillon was 3.7 yards per carry. No, they didn't have the home run carries, but they still had them. Christian Watson, five catches, 104 yards. Lazard, four for 41 uh, and a touchdown. Tunyon, three for 29. And again, Tony goes up, makes that big grab. And I'm like, okay, here yeah. we go. Some momentum. Now start feeding him the ball and let's move the ball down the field. No, I, I don't. I mean, that that's the type of stuff that I think frustrates me a little bit uh, going forward. And Tony's a free agent. So I don't yeah. think he's back. I think he's gone unless he wants to come back for little to no money uh, at this point. And I don't know if he's going to want to come back for little to no money, especially, well, I don't know. I was going to say, especially if Rodgers isn't here, but I don't even know if that even matters at this point. If, it, if it's Jordan Love, if they have confidence in him, maybe he would come back. I mean, I know he's coming off a knee injury. It just didn't really make any sense that he wasn't more involved in the passing offense this year. When a couple of years ago when he was healthy, he had double-digit touchdowns. And I know Devontae was on the team, and you had MVS taking the top off the defense, so it's a different situation. But I don't know. I thought he should have been used a little bit more. Lazard played all right tonight. He did have that bad drop. I just I felt like nobody really stepped up other than Watson. You know, when given the opportunity, he made plays this year. I'm really excited about Christian Watson. I thought LaFleur was bad again tonight, uh, especially in the first half. Again, I thought he was just in panic mode. The obsession with Alan Lazard on that end around, yes. two straight calls for that or two calls for that on two different drives was just Horrible. insane. And then I, I do think the one thing um, – I think Joe Barry's probably back. I don't think that Joe Barry gave you a reason to fire him this last month of the season. He's definitely not the reason that they lost this game tonight. He wasn't perfect. Uh, there were some easy completions there at the end of the game for Goff, but I thought the defense played just fine. They just didn't have the big takeaways tonight, unfortunately, but that's not on Joe Barry. That's just, that's all luck. And uh, I think he probably is back. Would you agree with that? I don't think he did anything to cost himself the job. No, I think Joe Barry is definitely back as defensive coordinator. I'm looking at Carmen Vitale, who's from uh, Fox Sports, covers the NFC North. And she tweeted this out. An interesting takeaway from Matt LaFleur's press conference was him talking about how winning can cover up issues that maybe should have been addressed. And how not fixing them was perhaps a detriment, ultimately. 
Not saying at all winning is ever bad, but thought that was a good point. Issues that maybe should have been addressed and how not fixing them was perhaps a detriment ultimately? What issues? What, what is he talking about? This is what LaFleur said? I'm yes, she said. This is her tweet. An interesting takeaway from Matt LaFleur's presser was him talking about how winning can cover up issues that maybe should have been addressed and how not fixing them was perhaps a detriment ultimately. What, I mean, is, is, what it, is going on? Would it be something that has to do with Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. There's got to be some type of chemistry issues or something going on. I don't know. Matt LaFleur. Here we go. Matt Schneidman now. I'll go to his Twitter account. Yeah. Uh, Matt LaFleur, quote, everything has been has pretty much been exposed right now. It's evident that whatever we did this year was not good enough. Fine. Packers, by the way, picked 15th uh, in the draft as of right now. I mean – you know what happened to the Packers this year, Sparky, that didn't happen the last – they this year, they got the bad luck. They got the bad bounce of the coin, whatever the hell you want to say. Because if you look at it the last three years, like professional gamblers hate the Green Bay Packers because it's – look how many one-score games that they win. What were they, like 8-2 and two or something like that? 9-1 yeah. and one last year. The year before that, the same thing. You look at their, you know, their win margin. They don't really blow teams out. They get a lot of good luck. They do get a good whistle sometimes, even though, you know, we as fans always argue that we never get any of the yep. calls. But, you know, they've been lucky the last couple of years. They beat a lot of backup quarterbacks, especially sure. last year. You know, they, they beat yep. a lot of backups. Tyler Huntley, when they saw Baltimore, and they still should have lost that game. Harbaugh oh, just played well. for two. Yeah, he played pretty well. And then look what he did this year. He was yep. a bump. Uh, then this year, they lost a lot of one-score games, and that's the National Football League. Look at the Lions. What, what, what kind of stinks for the Lions, like you said, they're a good story. They should be in the playoffs. They're yeah. a better football team than the Minnesota Vikings. They're and better the than Seattle. Yeah. They were better than the Packers. Yeah, absolutely. The second half of the season, they were probably the second or third best team in the entire NFC, so that stinks for them. But that was the problem with the Packers this year uh, was just – they didn't have the luck, and uh, it was all just a big mess. Somebody has to take the sword, though. Somebody has to take the blame. It'll be interesting to see if anybody gets canned. No, I don't think anybody will get canned. Uh, he is Ryan Horvath. Bet MGM tonight. He'll still be on all week long, I think. You're not taking a vacation now to recover from this loss, are you? No, this oh, one is this this one doesn't pain me the way that they Okay. Usually. All right, all right. So Ryan Horvath, uh, he will be back on the air again, Bet MGM tonight, Monday through Friday, weeknights. Make sure to catch him, watch your favorite games. You can hear from him as well. See Sparky Five or twelve fifty AM the fan. Of course, catch all my interviews, Brewers, Packers, Bucks, Badgers interviews. Badgers got another guy today as a uh, uh, center uh, from Cincinnati from the Bearcats and the transfer portal. Their offensive coordinator said that they were adding five weapons. They only released one of the weapons. There's four more players apparently coming, um, and we don't know who they are. I think maybe the other two Cincinnati Bearcat wide receivers that were in Madison this week, and Burroughs, and uh, what's the other kid's name? I don't remember the other kid's name, but there's two of them. I think both of them are probably coming with the setters. That's three Bearcats, but then the other two, I have no idea. I have no idea. C.J. Williams from USC, who I really wanted, was at West Virginia last I heard on a visit, so we'll see if he ends up coming back. He's trying to get some free dinners is all he's trying to do. Hey, man, do what you got to do. It doesn't matter to me. Just end up in Wisconsin when it's all said and done. So we'll have more curtain logs coming up the rest of the week, as always, Wednesday and Friday. Uh, and then we'll see where we go from there. Have a good one, everybody. Don't forget, follow Ryan Horvath on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. You can follow me uh, at Sparky Radio. Yes.